In the 10 years I've been speaking to criminals about their lives, I've only been threatened once. It was by a straight goer, someone who's never been involved in crime other than in this case, being an acquaintance of a person I was interviewing recently. We were in a pub, and as I said goodbye to him, he said very loudly, you seem to think that you know about crime and that you know about us. You don't know us. I know some very dangerous people. I can make one phone call and have you done. He then licked the back of my hand. My name's Matt Price, and this is Conversations with Criminals. After I washed the back of my hand, I thought about the guy in the pub who threatened me. Even if he did know someone willing to do me, as he put it, would they really take a phone call from a drunk guy seriously? What would he say? Well, I think he thinks he knows about crime. I don't believe that this is how professional criminals go about their business, and in fact, I'm pretty certain of that. To be fair, the person I had interviewed apologised for his acquaintance, and no more was said. But it did leave me with a few questions. So the next time I went to Dave Courtney's house, I asked his opinion on something. You're very welcome in to everybody, which is good. I'm glad and I'm very grateful. Thank you. But there's, I think there's only... I'm only going to get hurt in your world on, on for two reasons. One, if I'm unlucky. Or two, if I pretend to be one of you when I'm not. Can you tell me about why yeah. people get angry about people who aren't real? Because it's a funny old world to live in and you come fucking unstuck when you get found out to be not real in the criminal world. Normally, other people's welfare and is relying on you being real. Other people's life is relying on you being real, being real. And if they find out on the day that you're not, which a lot of people do, yeah, it's very easy to pretend you're a gangster on the day you don't have to be gangster. Sitting able to suit on, on all your powers into doing all the thing and you got someone serving up for you earning a few quid that you know what I mean and easy to be a gangster but someone runs in and goes right who's that lot from South London then you go fuck it sorry I'm actually a greengrocer and I sorry sorry I forgot that I'm a greengrocer I'm not a gangster right? and it's a, sometimes it's a a bad day to find that out that the kids you're with ain't real so yes um it is, it is a big no-no in my world, but I'm actually accused of that. Where I've never actually said I was anything to be, to be told that I'm not real. I've never actually told any fucker I was anything. I've never said I was the best fighter in the world. I've robbed a train. I've done Bruce Matt. You know, I mean, I've never said that. But I'll, get, I'll get the plastic gangster thing. Does that hurt you, though? No, I can give a fuck. <laughs> not a fuck. It's never kept me awake for one night. Have you ever so? Have you ever had somebody go to do a job with you and then and then be proven to not? Of course, be proven? yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it put you in danger? Uh, not really. Cause I'm quite confident doing things on my own. And if anyone's with me, you're only there as a, in my eyes. I can I can still do this on my own, which I've had to a few times. So you can't rely on that one. But it's handy if it's there. Yeah. Right. It's like going out about a spare wheel. Yeah. You can go out about it, but it's handy if it's there. You're not. You get what I mean. Yeah. And um, on a few occasions, I've been uh, proved wrong. But that is why my my gift of knowing you, I get because you say I'm so welcoming. I can't actually be off with you until I find out what you like. So if I'm off with you, you ain't going to show me your real self. So the second I'm truly, blah, I see more of you quickly because you're getting me. So you think holy, friendly, yeah? So if I'm playing pool, you're laughing and joking and all that, and I'm so mugging myself off. And, yeah, and I'll get more out of you in that little chat than if I go, all right, all right, what's he like, all right, all right. 
Yeah, as you know. More than that, like an interview, you know what I mean? I'll rather play pool here, blah, 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 and I'll get more out of you then. So I need to know the people that I'm going to be introducing to someone else as my friend. So I, and I'll learn that better by being welcoming. It's a clever way for me. On my wish list of people I wanted to speak to was Ian Tucker. Donald McIntyre made a documentary about him. He has a huge reputation, and when him and Dave worked together, they were a formidable team. When Dave did the security at Ronnie Cray's funeral, Ian was there. They even slept in the funeral parlour to guard the body. I was lucky enough to meet Ian when he came to Dave's house one afternoon. He was very friendly and he was easy to talk to. And what you're about to hear is me with two old friends who are really happy to see each other. Violence was just part of their day-to-day life, and it was interesting to hear how they spoke about it. The next voice you'll hear is Ian Tucker. We were f- fucking lethal when we was bang on it. We was all over the place. How, how did you meet them? Um, just basically um, clubbing. We just kept clocking each other at different places and that. And then when we did actually touch base and, and got chatting, we were like inseparable like for seven years. All oh, right, okay. It was like, you know, day and night, 24-7, you know. We were just bouncing about all over the place, you know. It just there weren't enough hours in the day. And I tell you what I find interesting as well, that Dave has always said that you've done an awful lot of things, you know, to help him out or, or when you've been at work, that he's kind of got the credit for. Where I sort of stayed in the background and because yeah. and, I, I was like, I was working as a, re, a refiner operator, I'd drive big machines and diggers oh, and things okay. like that. So I was, the fact that I was on a shift pattern that allowed me to be, a, you know, I was working like four and a half months a year um, through continental shift pattern so right. I was and if I booked a bit of holiday I, I ended up like with two weeks off so I had plenty of time to do whatever I wanted to do all the time you know so yeah. I sort of stepped back and let Dave do all the running around and all the you know he was a, you know like he was the main sort of contact for everybody you know okay and I just sort of followed up as and when I could you know you said on the documentary that you've never been a bully. Now, I really respect that, but it sounded like that's something that's very important to you. Can you... Yeah, yeah. no one likes a bully. No one likes anybody throwing their weight about and, and taking liberties, you know. And, you know, obviously, if people have owed money, then we have been very, very forceful. Yeah. But I would never... I would like to think that both of us was bang on the line of, of if they owe money they need to pay it back or they need to be fucking you know fully aware of it and I don't think I've ever gone out of the way or him have gone out of our way right and we've got to the bottom of a few things where people have tried yeah, to fucking course. you know like angle us because up. people employed us to sort out bullies you know I mean they're getting bullied they paid us to sort out this you know you, the last thing you're going to be is one of them they are despised by anyone that's really mm. real mm. Yeah. I was thinking as well that um, you have to really like someone to sleep in a funeral parlour with them. Can you tell me about that? If the only one brave enough to do it with me, I could get another 150 for the day. Mm. Was it tense at the Cray Twins' uh, no, not really. funeral? No, yeah. everyone was good as camp. Yeah. It's very hard for us to feel anywhere near tense or intimidated when I'm fucking standing here about 50 years up as <laughs> uh, I thought I was the least tense person there we wanted to go over and sort out Iraq and own a fucking funeral and then after that everything else you know what I mean I can't tell you what fucking all you buzz that was sitting there with him beside me in the link car and another 150 of them 
I'm fuck off. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to say it, but you give a fucking hard on it. You know? When it ends, you know, it's a mental day. We just took it as a fucking little one up and done it as good as we fucking could, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, the thing is, you know, like... Because you do it as a job and you're not a bully and violence is an everyday part of your life as a necessity, you don't rush to use it because it could go wrong at any minute, so you don't rush to use it. So because you've got it on the back burner just in case you want to, right, it gives you a good sense of authority when you're talking. Bear especially mind, as... Bear in mind, we, we was carrying knuckle dusters around, you know, 24-7, yeah. right? So that, it's like having a best mate, right, in your back pocket. You know, just pull the pin and you know that that was a thing that we had, wasn't it? it was, if ever, ever I said go for gold or you said go for gold, the nearest to me, nearest one to me, without question asked, was getting it. Okay, for gold, man. Put your duster on, you're not going to whack him in a minute because we're still trying to be friendly, friendly, friendly to get close enough and then go, go for gold? That's it, the duster's on. So there's two out straight away. There's most probably four out straight away and now we've got to have a fight. Yeah, you understand what I mean? It's yeah, that makes sense. So, so you did kind of, you had a un- very close understanding of how you... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was in his head. I was 24-7. Yeah. He lived, I, tw- he was in my 10 years. He was in my eye, lived and breathed a cunt. Right? You know, he, he made me famous. Did you ever have to stop each other from... Because no. I, cause no. short, no. well, the times when the adrenaline gets too much, I'm no. trying to understand it's, what it's No, like. no, it ain't an adrenaline dumb thing. If you have to do it on adrenaline, you might make mistakes. Never say anything in anger because you talk fucking bollocks. You've got to do it quite cool, calm, okay. as if you're going to work. You can't start being this personality, but you're that personality. Uh, and whatever, you forgot, argument. whatever you forgot, I got You remembered. In. And whatever I, I forgot, you got in. Right. So there was nothing that was... That well, I wish I should have said cross. that. Huh? I wish I should have said that because we both... You know, we were a little bit more advanced than other people. We would go to him, into his house, say what, what we owed and what he did know and all that, don't use any violence at all, and leave a silly little fucking 75-pound, what's it name, pick-up thing, everything they say, and then go straight outside into the car, turn it on his radio, and we heard what they're saying in the front room. Right? So we'd let him fucking not bring Billy about the debt he said he didn't know. We'd hear it all, and he'd just go straight back and knock on the door. Hey, fucked. You know what I mean? No, the old Bill do. We were the alternative police force. Oh, we were fucking making some noise when we were doing it. Yeah, but it was yeah. working for Freddie Foreman and we had to go and retrieve a Ferrari. And we had when a we... fucking list of, of what to do, how to start it, what not to do, not to go above certain revs and God knows what else, because it all all been properly tuned up, this car. Fucking hell. And then Dave got in it. Oh my god, fucking <laughs> hell. No, first when we got in there, it was on the ramp with all the four tyres off. So we've had to like, wait to fit us to come in and take them hostage to put the fucking tyres back on. But we're in the garage early, you know what I mean? Just gonna try and get the caretaker who's opened it, we're gonna nick the car. But it was a. wasn't it? Yeah. That's all bits on it, so we're taking that one hostage while we're waiting for the tyre fitter to come and. Right, and then I'll try to move it out. <laughs> Oh my god, the fucking flames were coming out the back of his exhaustion. Oh my god. My feet were too fat. So the little pedals in it. I was touching the accelerator and the fucking. Hell. Honestly, Jesus Christ. We got it though. Yeah, we got it in the end. We had, we, we had, we had a job of going to have a word with someone. And we, when that, he's actually found out where he was working his Father Christmas in 
a big departmental store in. Okay. I've got a photo of it, I'll show you a photo, a big departmental store in Clapham. So we're queuing up to go and talk to this bloke yeah, who don't know where... It's Battersea. Was it Battersea? Battersea. <laughs> yeah, Battersea. Yeah, Battersea, somewhere around that, yeah. that area. And we're queuing up to go and we're going, where's the kids? And they're going, no, we've got no kids. We're all dressed up, suited up to do a, a job. And when, we, when they let us in, the geezers actually looked at him because he knew who he was, like a little bit frightened, and a little midget bloke come out and goes, would you like a photo? So I couldn't sit on the bloke's lap to stop him trying to run away. I went, yeah. <laughs> so we've done the photo with the midget, which I've got outside on the wall, of me sitting on Father Christmas's leg. Right, then we went, right, now listen, don't tell the thing. About um, uh, Epping Forest. Oh, yeah, well, this man completely fucked us once. Took a lump of something and said, drop me home and I'll give you the money, I'll give you the money tomorrow. He said, but you can drop me home. I went, okay, cool. And he drove us to these flats. He went up along the balcony, knocked on one of the doors, said, the door opened, he said, you can come in if you like, but the telly don't work and I've got no milk. I went, oh, no, that's all right, see you tomorrow. He was all waiting back at Dave's house to go back there. And uh, so he went, no, 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 I was just... Come on tomorrow. Yeah. And we never ever saw him again. And so when we went down to his house, we know where it is. It was a fucking dustbin cupboard on the flats. It was painted the same as all the other doors, but it was a dustbin cupboard. I thought the cunt had us over. So we lost him for about a year and a half, didn't we? Yeah, we was in the um, park club one night, and I said, Dave, I said, I'm going to go to another club over, Epping Forest Country Club. And he went, do you know what? He said, I'll come with you. As we was going over there, Dave went, do you know what? I've got a fucking funny feeling that we're going to bump into somebody over there that I've been looking for for a long time. He said that. And I went, yeah? Oh, my God. Fucking hell. I think it was, it was just, it was, it was somewhere he used to go. And we didn't know an awful lot of people that, that was a regular, that, you know, that place. Yeah, I understand yeah. when apart from the nights we went there. It was I, all different club sections. Everyone used to go to the park club on a Sunday and then, you know, here, there, the and gas club. Gas and club. But and you didn't go lot. home. You went out on Thursday night and didn't get home till Sunday. Sunday, Sunday or Monday. But this particular group of people was all having it and they all went to the Epping on a Sunday night but we were staying because we was in London we had a boat in London we had access to that and we was like major it was happening for a certain time it was, yeah. it was mainly we were staying there but we ventured out this particular Sunday night and um, we went over there didn't we and um, I'll tell you what happened somebody let some gas off didn't they yeah someone let some CS gas off and everyone went for the fire exits one we're all standing out in the car park to so look through the crowd and there's this fucking geezer. He's seen him. That we're looking for. I've clocked him, clock him. And, and I've gone like, through the crowd like this so he can't see me coming up behind him. He had a machino... Hoodie on. Yeah. I was a gotcha. Huh? I said, let's fucking say fuck off, fuck off all this way around the car park. Let's get this fucking up hiding over and done with, yeah? Come on, come on, come on. And as he's walking away, he's going, oh, he's all right. He's like, oh, my car's over there. And he's quickly undoing his jacket. And we didn't know. And as we got around the corner, he went, boom, out of the jacket. And boom. Gone. So we're chasing him, but the chances of catching a, a 30-year-old young black guy are fucking slim with a pair of us two, you know yeah. what I mean? But all the doormen thought he was something to do with the cat. He was the one that they all thought that he was something to do with the So they all chased him. So they're all chasing him. Oh, fuck me. Eventually, they got him. I went, they do. We got him. He was going, you're going to kill me. Please have a look at me. And I was with Jennifer at the time, get in the car. I went and got the car, didn't I? We pulled up, took him away. And they, whoa, I went, listen, don't worry about it. He's all right. We just need to have a chat with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Took him out of the woods, didn't we? <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, we won't have to go into all them bits, but, like, 
he's in the car and I was asking him for this thing and he's putting his legs up and kicking like that and I'm sitting in the, he couldn't get out of the car to, he'd done the doors I oh, don't kick me don't kick me huh? and he's gone like that and caught me on the head a bit so I said right give me your chin Remember? Yeah. Move over. Don't let me stretch the fucking it. You give me your chin and he's going, no, stop making the fucking noise. I'll never mind you make noise when you fuck me for that. Yeah, yeah. I said, stop making the noise. He's going, I said, stop making the noise. I said, I didn't make a noise when you fucked me for the money, did I? So I made a fucking noise on me and that's what I want to hear again. He kicked me in the face with his leg. So I grabbed his leg, put it on my neck and went, whack, 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 went down and broke his ankle. Oh, I smashed it. And then we got out of the car, didn't he? He got out of the car and he was on three legs going that way, one leg and two arms, and he was going <laughs> really, really fast, <laughs> like, a, like a massive big stag beetle, like hopping with one leg like that. You're going to kill me, you're going to. I said, no, 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 we're not going to kill you. You're because you still owe the money. You still owe the money. He was going to get a good idea, you know. Oh, and they took him man. home in an helicopter, didn't they? The... He was found the next day about two o'clock by the helicopter. Anyway, we got paid. We went back to the club and, oh, well, we, you know, we're part of this. And I said, listen, he's all right, no problem. And another time we had to go and beat up a stripper, that our friend, who was quite rich, his missus had gone to a Chippendale show and it was the last bit, they're blindfolded on stage going like that. And they put a sapphire in her hand and a cucumber and then the last one just did. And she goes, ah, right. The, last, the picture he used, he left the Chippendales, went to be a personal kissogram and the picture he used was, our mate's wife on stage holding his dick like that and him going. So his mate, our mate ran out and went, I'll give you a colour ground for this. I'll pay for your new printing. I'll give you a colour ground for the apology. I blow up, be kind of bless my woman. He went, well, oh, fuck, I'm doing it anyway. It's summer season. So he went to us, can I just keep him down away then? He said, all I want. She says, keep going like that. He said, all I want is a few of his teeth. Take his fucking teeth out of the skis and sit there with my missus holding his cock on television. And because it's a nice smile, I'm keeping that picture. And he went, take his fucking to take his teeth out. So we're in a lift in a flat. We've ordered him as a stripper gram to come to this house. We've ordered him as a stripper gram. And as he's come to the house, we, we jumped in the lift and he came out wearing the policeman's wrap and we give him a good idea. Hmm. No, no, no. I've got to tell you the one I've said was funny. My favourite. The wood. The oh, banister rail. Tell me this ain't funny. Geezer had been in the pub and he found a glass at him, smashed him in the face, cut all his lip. He said, Ian, he said, I want him fucking hurt. He said, uh, he's fucking nauseating me to death. I said, no one. I said, you know who he is? He said, yeah, he works in... You know, so he worked in Cabo Woodyard in, in fucking Dartford somewhere. So anyway, he says, um, I've gone up there. Anyway, um, I said, I've got... He's with me. He's picked me up. I've got the fella. And I'll get it. But how we work is this. If it's his job and he's been asked to do it, he's got all the information, I'll just go with him as the sec as the spare part and he does what he does and I'll know what to say halfway through. Right? And if it's my job, vice versa. And this was his job. We're coming down Dave to give you so I don't do nothing till he goes, have gold. Right? So I'm just sitting there and I don't know that's actually him. And we get into the woodyard. <laughs> I said, if I left, I said, you ain't got a bit of wood about that. Bannister Rail. I want a bit of Bannister Anyway, he went, how about this? I said, yeah, that'd do, lovely. Crack. So he sawed it off, he went, do you want the burst took off? He went, yeah, he got a bit of sandpaper, rubbed it all round, a big lot of Bannister Rail like that. He went, there you are, sir, £3.50. He went, thank you very much. Crack, crack, crack. Fucking fine. I went, well, I wasn't expecting that one. I wasn't expecting that. <coughs> Me and him sat on, and um, we've gone into Kentucky in, in um, King's Cross, right, dirty, horrible, dingy-looking place. And 
Jen and, and Julia were with, weren't we? And, um, they were dressed up like dirty little cows. Yeah, you know. This black fella come in, big fucking snorkel, off his fucking snorkel jacket on big wood. He must be about seven foot, this fucking fella, massive. Anyway, he was giving it to us, wasn't he, for about fucking 20 minutes in there, standing there. What do you say to work, girls, and they do the business today and all that? Right, proper fucking, let, you know, he must well, You think fucking... your pimps and my manor and all that shit, and we were just getting to Kentucky. What do you think you're bad with your two little blackbirds, yeah? What, are you going to walk on my I'm going to do fuck all about you, big cunt? We were just both sitting there like that going... We couldn't believe what... It's all camera in the Kentucky. Yeah. And he turned around and walked out the door, and it went for about 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm not having that. I said, no, thank fuck for that, nor am I. He went left and I went right, but I... Both went... come out and we couldn't see him. So I went fucking running up to him and he went after him. I went crack I've hit him and he fucking took went off off into the road and, and took off he's fucking done an arch and he's hit it the floor first <clears throat> just as I went da, 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 leave him leave him I said he's done leave him because we had things on I didn't want to cause any more fucking servants right <laughs> he said oh, I fucking hope you like soup <laughs> <laughs> and the next day we was going to Manchester I went fuck I started laughing he went Wherever that fella's woke up today, wherever he is, <laughs> fucking hell, don't go in that Kentucky. Oh, there he goes. Oh, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> no, we was fucking pissing ourselves away. Can I ask you, because, well, most people aren't you. They, they, right. couldn't, they couldn't do that job. They wouldn't no. be able to. Whether they want to admit it or not, they couldn't. Is it all right if I ask you, both of you, have you ever been afraid in a situation before? Not at the actual time it was happening, no. No, not really at the time. No. You ever looked back and thought, God, how did we do that? Now, if you, have, you don't need too much time to think about what you're going to do sometimes. That one, that one at Fulham was a little bit scary. With books. Yeah. Yeah, that was frightening. Yeah, we saw someone die that day. Right? For nothing, these two blokes went, I'm looking after a geezer today, do you want to come up and spend a day with us and I'll give you a couple of money quid? That's what we yeah. said to my... Yeah, come, yeah. With, come with come us. Come with us. Yeah. So we went up there and this geezer's, uh, it met him in this pub. And he goes, I'm waiting for a, some fellow coming. From Scotland. From you? Scotland. And he thinks I am a cutler key of Charlie. And I don't, and I just need you to, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. But an hour before we got there to meet this bloke. We got there early in a pub. We're playing darts, playing pools. Trying to keep separate until the bad guy come in and watch them. But the bad guy was clever on us. They'd got there two hours early, put their murderer in the cubicle of the toilet and shut the door. So now we've come in, we're looking at nothing, then the one comes in, he's talking to him, he's going, I don't know it. He went, okay, don't worry about it, you don't know it. Cool, yeah. Do you want a line? And he went, yes, it's, I've never took Charlie from that day this. Never took Charlie from that day this. He paid us to look after him, so murder was, was coming in. And then, because he went, do you want a line? He went, yeah. I'll just go off to a little room in the back of the pub and go into a cubicle and turn my back on you. He just paid us to look after him. Right, and, and, and as he walked into the toilet, he went, no, no, it's all right. He, he gives it's it right. up. He was, he was okay. okay. Don't go. And as he gets in there, we to the toilet, shuts the door, the, the Scotch bloke goes, right, he's in here. And out of the fucking cubicle comes a murderer and just fucking stabs him to fucking death. Right, so as all the screaming's going on, when he went up, kicked the door in, there's the murderer, there's the fucking body, there's the thing. So we better go, yeah, smash, 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 smash. Yeah? Oh, we'll put it down. Right, all right. Right, that's right, yeah, yeah. And then, because the other geezer got whacked, didn't he? The one that took him into the thing. Yeah. And we've grabbed him, and as we're trying to carry him out to the pub, the brother we're supposed to look after, 
He was turning into spunk. His skin was turning right. into the colour of spunk. All the red was going out of it. And you could almost see the veins of it. He was dying, all of his... And then so we've let go. The other two guys have grabbed him and they're running down the road of him. And I went, stop, stop. We had to stop him. Didn't we? Leave, stop, leave. stop, stop, stop. He's dead, no, he's dead. He was in the... What's the one it was? Right, but that's what happened. And so we've all had to run off. And then them two have run off one way with their locks flowing, right? And trying to get a cab, all smothered in blood, going, Taxi, taxi! They couldn't get, couldn't get away from the scene because we, we jumped in that car. He knew he was in trouble. He knew this bloke that was coming to get him was a killer. Enough to him to pay out loads of money for us to look after him. And because someone said, do you want a line? He let this bloke that he knew was looking after him and went, come into the back room of a pub. Yeah, come in here, come into this little cubicle, yeah? Now turn your back on me and do that. He knew he was going to do him. But he went to ask, no, sorry, sorry. Well, okay. And that's what people do all the time. Oh, yeah. Never had a line since. Yeah. Never, ever since. No, I don't know you are. Tell me that day. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. But he did, you know, on his way to the toilet, he went, no, no, no. It's all right, we're all right, we're all right. All right. Well, you're going into the toilet with the kids that you know is going to do you. Crash, bang, wallet, fucking hell. Screaming, no, screaming. Four of us run in there. And we was all trying to get in there as quick, but I was always... When the door opened, it was dead. Put the knife there. down, put the knife down. No shirt on. <sighs> yeah. yeah, he was obviously in there first, because we was there for an hour, right? We never see him, because we'd clocked him. And when the bad guy came in, he wrote and paid us, was at the bar on his own, we were sitting at the pool table going, so we're all ready. You're talking for about 10 minutes. The other kids were supposed to be bad last for about 10 minutes, and then we... Took him off. <laughs> you can't. Huh? Proper knowing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's 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 a bad day at work. But and he turned in, and then we're involved in like a murder and all that. Yeah. And these kids were the other two fellas that came with us. We just weren't getting out. paid for it at all. Were they? they just came out for the day. Yeah, we just made out like that every day. Fucking, I just went mad. Just went fucking hell. Wow. I couldn't believe it, could they? <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. And thank you for supporting the podcast. Please do subscribe on iTunes. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review, that would mean an awful lot to me. Thanks, of course, to Dave and to Ian Tucker for being so interesting, really, and such great company. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. There will be more episodes, so keep an eye out for that. Do go to the website, conversationswithcriminals.com and take good care of yourself. I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.